Welcome, everybody. I'm Kyle Wright. This is the Know It All podcast, the uncensored Florida State Seminoles podcast, the only one that I know of, 100% uncensored. Uh, like we always say, try not to cuss, but sometimes it's going to happen, and I'm not going to shy away from it. Um, first of all, I want to say thank you, everybody, for the incredible support on the episode one drop which was our inaugural episode uh had my friend dan gonzalez join me on that one it was just a great time we did a little off-season review and uh this is our first episode that's looking forward to the 2023 season so uh just want to give you guys a little full disclosure before i get into it this is a spring game kind of recap from my perspective uh this is not reading anybody else's reviews this is just show like telling you what i saw out there on the field and what I think about the current team. Um, but before I get into it, I want to let you guys know that this episode is going to be cut just probably a little bit short. Uh, had a tooth extracted on Wednesday. Uh, it's infected. I got a dry socket. Like the, the pain is, uh, it's definitely there. So, you know, not feeling great this morning, but going to power through this for you guys because it's very important to me to get this episode out. And I know a lot of people are asking for it. So, so I want to start with uh, the very first thing we did when we got there. They had the meet and greet with the team. You know, they had the autograph signing that started at eleven. Um, I had my dad and I had a uh, my four year old son with me. We got there around probably about I don't know ten forty ish, which which was a lot later than I wanted to be there. But anybody with kids listening to this knows that you're never going to get somewhere where you want to go <laughs> or whatever time you want to get there when you have kids. Um, we got there about ten forty. The line was already pretty long, so we were. We knew it was only from eleven to twelve, and the, they had they did have the players stay out there a little longer than they were supposed to, but didn't get to meet Jared Verse, didn't get to meet Trey Benson, no Jordan Travis, uh, so that was that was kind of a bummer. We we got most of the team in before they finally stopped the autograph signing, so I don't I don't want to tell you that it was a complete failure for us. I mean, because obviously got to you know meet Toa Feely, got to meet. Uh, a lot of the, the the entire offensive line. Jeremiah Byers is a freak of nature. So is Robert Scott. Hope to get him back on the field soon. He, uh, he's in a walking boot. Uh, but really, I mean, it was a great time. The only thing I didn't like was um, <laughs> so we're there, and you know, I got a four. Like I said, four year old son with me. The first thing he notices is the bouncy house that's set up out there. There's a bunch of kids jumping around in it. They're having a great time, and of course, my son sees it and wants to go. And I'm like, hey, buddy, we got to stay in this line because. We're, we're going to get these autographs, and I promise you when we're done, we're going to go to the bouncy house. Well, uh, we're in this line, and he keeps saying, Daddy, I want to go to the bouncy house. I want to go to the bouncy house. I'm like, dude, we're not going until after this autograph line. I'm not losing our spot in line, pretty much. And so uh, we get through the line. We go through all that. We, we meet most of the players. Like I said, not all of them. Definitely not the, uh, I guess you would say the big three, if you will, with Benson, Travis, and Verse. So we get through it. And the freaking bouncy house is no longer up. Like, they deflated it. I don't know if somebody put a hole in it or if they thought there was maybe some weather on the way, which there didn't seem to be. But uh sent my son into full temper tantrum mode right out there in front of everybody. Uh, it, was, it, was, it was kind of a mess. But it did get me uh, – it did kind of give us a little bit of leadway to uh, – to get some sympathy from Hakeem Williams and his family. Cause as we were walking back to the car, we were going to go cool down for a minute, drink, you know, drink a beer and just relax for a little bit while they set up the, the tailgate party. And we passed Hakeem Williams and we got a picture with him. We got an autograph with him. It was a great time. He, he's a incredible kid, a physical specimen by the way. Um, but they were all obviously super, super uh, sympathetic over Carson crying. So thank you for crying, son. 
got me uh got me the autographs that I wanted, got me a picture, got me a full on conversation with the family, which was really cool. Uh, so we walked back to the car, and you know he he was fine. He was fine for the rest of the day after that. Really, <laughs> excuse me, that's gonna happen every now and again. <clears throat> okay, so let's move on here. Uh, so we get back over there to the Battles Inn tailgate, and they have, you know, food set up for Battles Inn members. They had chicken, they had sandwiches, they had fruit, they had veggies, they had free beer, which I, you know, anybody that knows me knows <clears throat> I love beer. So it was that was awesome. That was pretty, very, uh, very much appreciated that. I forget the guy's name that was playing music, but he was really, really talented as well. Uh, Carlos Williams came up to me while we were under the tent and, uh, obviously he was a guest coach for the day. So he was in a little bit of a rush, but it was nice to finally chat it up with him a little bit. And, uh, you know, we, we've kind of been friends for, I would say the better part of 10 to 12 years and had never really met in person. So it was really cool to kind of finally chat it up with him and, uh, looking forward to having him on the show here very soon. So that's pretty much it for the, before the game. Uh, part of this podcast everything was set up really well the atmosphere was incredible on the outside of the stadium uh, you really would have thought it was more of a um, you wouldn't know you were going into a, like a scrimmage game if that makes sense you would have really thought you were going into like that week one matchup against a Louisiana Monroe or something everybody was fired up and uh, it's just good to see that for this football program again they they deserve a lot of love and support it's been some rough years and it's it's so cool to see the fan the fan base excited and showing out again so with that being said um i kind of want to get into the game now and i'm going to start with the bad stuff that i saw so first of all i did not love the format of the game um i i I understand that there's been some injuries in the past i understand that you know obviously there's a goal so you know for the team it was definitely good so the, the obviously, like I said, this 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 podcast is opinionated. This is all my opinion here. This is just what I saw, what I didn't like. I didn't love the format. It, it made it kind of hard to follow from the west uh, sidelines. If it, it, like when they weren't running game drills, when they were running the other stuff, you really couldn't see what was going on from the west stands. And uh, I just you know it, when you got a four year old and it's kind of hot, you want to be able to see what's going on. But it, other than that. Um, you know, the format was okay. I just didn't, I just didn't love all that. Uh, more bad stuff here. Obviously no Johnny Wilson, no Braden Fisk, a uh, couple guys that weren't, weren't in pads that I was kind of excited to see out there. I think, um, obviously Michael Pittman's injured, but I think the other things, the other guys were, you know, dealing with some nagging injuries, maybe not injured as much as they are hurt. Probably would have played if there was a regular game. But you don't put those guys out there to get themselves hurt in a live action scrimmage. It just doesn't make sense. So, but it was kind of disappointing not to get to see you know Johnny Wilson, and then I think there was one or two other guys that I was excited to see on the field that didn't play. Um, the first team pass offense, in my opinion, was a little bit sloppy. Which you know I feel like I'm just bitching about the experience of the game at this point. But it, one thing that I hate about these Garnet and Gold scrimmage games or any kind of scrimmage game is. I couldn't, you can't tell, right? Is this good pass defense? Is this bad pass offense? Um, Benson and Toa Feely were both wearing the green jerseys, which means, you know, no tackling them. So they they seem to be finding some good running room, which I don't know if that's, uh, again, is that a compliment to our offensive line or is that more worries from one of our only weaknesses on defense last year, which was the run. We couldn't stop anything. We, I mean, 
my grandma probably could have ran for 150 yards on that run defense last year at the end of the year, especially. But, um, you know, was it good pass defense? Was it bad pass, you know, bad pass offense? It's hard to tell. Jordan Travis definitely didn't look the best, but again, Florida State did have the best pass defense in the ACC last year. Everybody's coming back with another year of experience, and you are adding Fentrell Cypress to that secondary who was the highest-graded corner in the ACC last year. So it's hard to really hold them to that standard. This is just what I saw, and uh, I thought they definitely looked a little bit sloppy. Uh, So this is kind of a good and bad, if you will. I'll start with the bad side of it, and this will transition into the the good side of what I saw yesterday. Uh, Jaheim Bell. He didn't make a whole lot of plays. You know, if you watch his highlights from South Carolina, the dude's an absolute playmaker. So he didn't, I mean, I think he had one catch that I that, that I was able to keep track of. Again, I'm not looking at a stat sheet or anything. Mm. Ooh, your boy's hurting. <clears throat> okay. Um, not looking at a stat sheet or anything, but I only remember one catch. But he did everything else well that a tight end should do. I mean, he was picking up blocks. He was uh, blocking downfield. People don't understand that, like, you know, thanks to guys like Tony Gonzalez and Rob Gronkowski and, uh, you, you know, a lot of other tight ends in the league, like P- Travis Kelsey, people people forget that a tight end's number one job is to block, which is, I think, why guys like Mike Gesicki, you know, kind of struggle with the tight end position in the NFL because that's your number one job as a tight end. You are a blocker. You're a pass catcher second. You are a blocker first. And uh, Jaheim Bell really did that really well. I mean, he was picking up blocks that, you know, guys last year may not have picked up. And it was just nice to see that. And I know his playmaking ability will shine out eventually. Again, scrimmage game, hard to tell exactly what went down. But the, the guy is a freak of nature, and he's he's going to be fine. And uh, with that, I want to transition into the good stuff that I saw from last night's uh, or from yesterday's game and while I was talking about freaking nature I just want to say like the in, the entire team is in just incredible physical shape and that that kind of goes down to coach Storms there the strength and conditioning coordinator for FSU um man the team they're just a group of alpha males uh, these guys are huge these guys are in great shape there's I mean I'm about 60% body fat and these guys are at the most 15 to 20% I'm telling like incredible even the offensive linemen these guys are towering over me again i'm six five these guys are towering over me and making me look tiny and that doesn't happen very often you would have thought it was like the basketball team if the basketball team like was big pretty much like it's like a bunch of brock lesners on the offensive line it's incredible but they're i mean they're they're in just incredible athletic shape and it's it's good to see that again in tallahassee um I want to talk about that defensive end pair of Jared Verse and Patrick Payton. Um, opposing offenses have to be like biting their fingernails coming into Tallahassee, or, or even if we're coming in there. I mean, those two are going to be absolutely, absolutely brutal to watch together this year. They're, I mean, they're and brutal in a good way, I should say. Like, I would hate to be an opposing quarterback. There was one play yesterday where, um, I mean, multiple times it was either one or the other in the backfield, but there was one time where AJ Duffy was very very lucky that this wasn't a game because I mean we're probably throwing up prayers for him right now because the dude would have been he would have definitely been carried out of there on a stretcher because they both got in the backfield and they would have freaking sandwiched them and it was uh it was tough man again you know is that this was the second string offensive line these guys were working against so we'll see what they do against starters but Jared Verse obviously was a freak last year and Patrick Payton showed the signs so 
and he's an alpha male as well. I think six six four, two forty or something like that. So it's it. I believe that he's gonna go off this year as well. Um, and just the rest of the defense. Obviously, Kalen Deloach was incredible. Uh, I think he had a pick six, a forced fumble, a fumble recovery that would have been a scoop and score, but they kind of stopped it so that they can run some more offense. Again, the format was a little little wacky in my opinion, but um, one thing I do love. And it, it went back to the to the old school feel of Florida State defense was anytime somebody caught the ball downfield, caught a screen pass or ran the ball, there was just a swarm of gold hel- gold helmets. Nobody took a playoff, and I love that. I mean, that's just old school Florida State hard nosed defense. That's the you know the old days. That that's what got us there. The, the under even under Jimbo, just like those those nasty defenses that Florida State had. They got they just swarmed the ball carrier, and we haven't had that identity in so long now, like the last five, six, seven years. It was nice to see that again. Even last year, you know, ten win season, but you know, there were times where they weren't swarming the ball carrier. And this time they were, man. It, it was it was good to see. I, I'm I'm super excited about this team. Um that's pretty much it for the game as far as the game goes. I wish I could give you guys more time today, but like I said, I, I'm throbbing pretty good here. I'm going to take me some medicine and lay down for a little bit. But um, I do want to talk about, I got the um, got to go on the field afterwards. My son loved that. The first time I've ever stepped on Dope Campbell's, uh, on, on the Bobby Bowden Field at Dope Campbell Stadium. And, I mean, childhood dream come true. Really appreciated them letting the fans do that. Incredible experience there. Um, next episode will be on May 13th. Uh, just going once a month right now until August, and then we'll go weekly, maybe twice a week for the big games, LSU, Miami, those games. Uh, the full schedule breakdown is in the first episode if you want to listen to that. You know, even though it's a month old now, the, the episode's not outdated. It's just a complete breakdown of what we saw last year and then breaking down the schedule for the rest of the year. So, like I said, monthly till August, then we go to weekly, twice a week for LSU, Miami, Florida, big games like that. Uh, May 13th recording is going to pretty much be depth chart predictions. I'm working on trying to get Carlos Williams, um, Ingram Smith, the guys from Battles End. I'm, I'm trying to get some interviews on here. Uh, got some good friends within the program, you know, uh, guys that used to play for FSU, guys that are heavily involved in the boosters. So trying to get some guys on here with me. Um, otherwise, I'll see you guys on May 13th. Well, I'll talk to you guys on May 13th. Thank you guys so much for your support again. Uh, please send this to any FSU friends that you have. Uh, I mean, I think I'm I'm having fun doing this so far, and I think people are enjoying it, and I would like to uh, expand this fan base as much as I can. All right, with that being said, thank you guys so much, and we'll see you on May 13th.